Welcome to 10 Minutes, a breakout investor podcast. In this episode, we are updating the community on Smith Micro, ticker SMSI. Joining me to provide the update is breakout investor Aaron Warwick. But first, a disclaimer. No one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors Discussion app, which can be accessed via the web at app.breakoutinvestors.com or via Apple or Android App Store download. The application and much of the research content is free. Now to our topic, Smith Micro, ticker SMSI. Uh, Aaron, welcome. Uh, there was uh, significant developments at Smith Micro. I can't wait to hear the update. Yeah, so what happened is when they released earnings last week, we found out that they signed earlier this month. So really just, you know, maybe 10, 10 or so days ago, they signed a finalized contract with T-Mobile, which means that Smith Micro now has all three of the major uh, U.S. carriers under contract for their Safe Path product or for their family safety product. We can talk more about it later, how they're transitioning some of those accounts to Safe Path, but uh, they have all three carriers under contract. And most importantly, as it relates to T-Mobile, another question in people's minds was uh, Bill Smith did say on the conference call that they signed at terms that were in line with what they expected, which means uh, based upon what they've told us numerous times on those calls in the past, uh, means that the, the setup is very similar financially to it was with Sprint, meaning that it can turn into a quite a lucrative deal for both T-Mobile and for Smith Micro. All right, well, let's take a quick step back. There are the three major carriers. There used to be four. Uh, T, uh, Smith used to be um, a partner with Sprint in the family safety area. T-Mobile acquired Sprint, and that put a whole bunch of um, uh, issues in front of the com- company. But now Smith has signed a contract. It is going to provide family safety services to T-Mobile, which is a much bigger company than Sprint. The next one is when they bought the location labs business. Um, this was the Avast transaction. I think they, what was it, $67 million? They acquired a contractual relationship with Verizon. That's moving forward. At the same time, they acquired a contract uh, in this area with AT&T. Now, when the, that, that deal went through, it was understood that AT&T was not inclined to pursue family safety products with Smith. Aaron, can you give us an update on AT&T? Yeah, AT&T has definitely been surprising both uh, to myself as well as uh, to Smith Micro, who who pretty much said when they bought the Avast deal, you know, you can just write off AT&T, nothing's going to happen there. But uh, things changed and they changed rather quickly, especially when you're talking about, uh, you know, the the big telecom world, uh, for them to pivot like that. But that uh, on this last call, Bill Smith said that he had talked to executives at AT&T. They assured him uh, they were interested in this family safety product that Smith Micro offers. And uh, so much so that uh, Bill Smith went ahead and, and authorized a, a, an, an additional payment, an earnout payment to a vast, I believe it was around uh, $12, 13000000 million dollars. Uh, that he authorized to go ahead and be paid out to a vast, which was a stipulation <laughs> in that contract that would only be done if um, AT&T decided to continue a relationship with Smith Micro after their contract had expired. 
just to be clear, I'm 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 certain that the CEO of Smith did not, on a whim, decide to release the uh, the earnout as, as as a public relations stunt. It means that AT and T has renewed or entered into some new contractual relationship, which means continued business for Smith. So that means all three of the major carriers are now looking to Smith to lead the way with respect to family safety applications. I've got two questions for you, Aaron. Are there more carriers in the United States or elsewhere lined up to, to, to work with Smith? And could you just review for listeners what, what we mean when we talk about family safety app? Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, Smith's made it pretty clear on the call that their focus is going to be on these three carriers. There's still a lot of work for them to do in order to integrate because they're they're dealing with several legacy products at each of these carriers. And so there's still a lot of work to do to get those three carriers over onto the safe path platform, which it sounds like all three of them should be uh, either completed or almost completed by the end of the year 22. Um, so that will be their focus. Um, it's possible internationally, some of the smaller carriers here, you know, it, it's hard to speculate if, if some of them will come on board later, but clearly Smith's focus is on these three big carriers as it should be. Okay. So and what then, are we talking about with family safety? <clears throat> yeah. Well, with family safety, you're talking about all sorts of different things. You're talking about parental controls. Um, you're talking about location services. You're talking about, um, potential IOT internet of things devices that can connect uh, but all of these, what what they what it boils down to is that it helps parents uh, ensure that they can keep tabs on what their children are doing when they put a, an iPhone or an Android device in their hands. Uh, they can limit things. They can. There's incentives that kids can earn um, through this product. Uh, the parents can set these incentives. So if a kid accomplishes certain goals, they get more screen time or access to things they might not have. Uh, absent completing those goals. So that, that's the gist of it. So it, it includes blacklisting sites. It includes uh, timeout features, both in terms of um, amount of time, amount of screen time, uh, no screen time after 11 o'clock. Uh, and then when, this, when the uh, child is out of the home, it could be geofencing, geo notif- uh, geographic you know, notifications. I believe there's even going to be features uh, for instance, uh, you, we all know that you should not text and drive, and uh, the the phone's texting capability could be shut down when the uh, the, the kid is in motion. Um, and very interestingly, one of the things that you and Mark uh, taught me a year ago, or maybe it was two years ago, when we um, we started working on Smith together, is that this functionality bridges both the home environment off of the router and the mobile environment uh, on the cellular carriers networks. This is of course important because if you if you put something on your home router and you had a 15 year old kid, the first thing they're gonna do is disconnect from the router and, and, and do their activities on the cellular network. Because you're working with the cellular networks, the, pa- the parent can control in both environments. And yeah. I really think that um, you know, certain key features like that, no texting while driving, uh, functionality is going to be a big winner with moms. And I, I, I see a, a lot of revenue for all of the participants uh, in the near future. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And what's interesting to me is how the stock price has pretty much not reacted. I mean, uh, Smith has vacillated most of the year, the last six months between uh, the lower, or excuse me, the uh, upper $4 per share 
um, even uh, as high as, uh, well, recent highs up in the 650s area or so. Um, but really the stock overall closed today just above six. It really hasn't moved much uh, after this announcement um, with T-Mobile. And that and it kind of surprises me because one of the things that I want to really highlight is the fact that before Smith signed T-Mobile, uh, there was a significant risk. I mean, I think it was not super highly probable, but there was a significant risk that T-Mobile would try to do something else or just, you know, wouldn't do anything at all. Um, and so now that risk is gone. Um, and so, you know, the only real risks that I see that are legitimate are that if the carriers really don't put much marketing weight behind Smith's products, or if Smith would, would decide to make some sort of a, a bad acquisition, which doesn't seem like, you know, he made it clear again on the call, he's really focused on safe path and these three carriers. So I think those are highly improbable, but uh, you still have all the upside. So all the upside that people have been talking about for the last two or three years or more on Smith Micro is still there. And virtually all of that risk that was there before is gone. So I think this is an excellent time for people to, to uh, load up on shares if they haven't already. I think maybe we're seeing you know, early in the year, Smith was uh, clear up in the sevens. You know, maybe there's been some tax loss selling ahead of the end of the year here. Um, I don't know what it is, or maybe people just want to actually wait and see the numbers. I mean, they will probably have a soft Q4 and Q1, but I think everybody's fairly aware of that. So maybe people wait on that, but this is an excellent time, in my opinion, because of the relatively low risk, but still that huge upside. And maybe we can talk about that upside a little bit more, but I think this is an excellent time to acquire shares. Well, I think we'll save uh, the upside uh, for the next 10-minute uh, podcast. We've hit our limit. Thanks, uh, thanks a ton, Aaron. We are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion where we will definitely be talking about the upside in Smith Micro. Uh, please join us for that discussion on the Breakout Investors app, which is available at app.breakoutinvestors or via Apple or Android App Store download. The Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not Breakout Investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither Breakout Investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor. No one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.